Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Right, my friends, time to talk transfers and the big stories around the last 24, 48 hours. So certainly Liverpool's interest, not just in Alexis McAllister, who, by the way, has just scored a penalty to put Manchester United to the sword. Last minute, we love that, and we'll talk about that as well. But also Manuel Ugarte, who um, there's been some sources from the Uruguayan side to say that he's very much uh, up for the idea of coming to Liverpool, that it's down to the two clubs now to negotiate a potential fee. That kind of goes against what we'd seen from Neil Jones, who said that the likes of Ugarte aren't Liverpool's primary targets in this transfer window. But certainly that doesn't mean they aren't targets. He just, I think he, he's insinuating that Liverpool are looking to do business maybe more from inside the Premier League. And that's fine, and I've no problem with that, but we still do need to look at a defensive midfielder if we're bringing in three. Lavia was somebody mentioned from Southampton. Um, LFC Transfer Room have said that that's probably more likely if Southampton get relegated, but again, worth keeping an eye on it. But the Alexis McAllister news that's really caught my eye today is that is that one from Paul Joyce where, uh, I'll read it out to you, but it basically says that there is some talk that maybe there is a bio clause. Nobody's willing to confirm or deny if there is a bio clause in the deal or not. Uh, he said, Brighton's asking price from McAllister, whose midfield versatility makes him an attractive proposition, will be key, with sources refusing to discuss whether a bio clause exists or not on his contract. Imagine there was, and imagine it was reasonable. I think, if I remember correctly from Moby Hague's post on Twitter, it was about 7 million quid Brighton paid for Alexis McAllister when they signed him from, I think, Argentinos Junior. Again, working off memory on that one. So maybe there is a bio clause in there. I don't know, but the numbers I've seen mentioned for Alexis McAllister have ranged up to about £60 million, which is on the high end. But you're talking about a World Cup winner here. You're talking about somebody who uh, can dictate the game. And I was very impressed watching him tonight against Manchester United. Not only was he very good technically, but he was putting himself about physically and trying to be a playmaker as well. And he was popping up everywhere. So yes to Alexis McAllister. Hopefully we can we can hear of this being... Look, I, again, don't know if there's a buyout clause, but I hope that there is because if we could get him at an even more reasonable fee, that would be sensational business. Uh, the Ryan Gravenberch stuff is kind of a little bit quiet, although he certainly seems to be on the radar for Liverpool. I guess that will come down to whether Bayern Munich uh, do business or not. You know, he is their player. They have the right to say he is for sale or he's not for sale. But if he does look to move on and if a fee of £25 million or so was mentioned, that's probably something that Liverpool could look at reasonably. But what worries me is I still feel like there's life in this Mason Mount story and 
the numbers being mentioned around Mason Mount via they to Liverpool or anywhere else are just far too high for my liking. I would want Mason Mount at somewhere between 40 and 45 million for that deal to make sense to me. I know he's homegrown. I know that counts, but he does only have one year left on his Chelsea contract. And, you know, if they don't sell him, he can leave for free next year. So I think any club looking to negotiate for him should be willing to to play hardball over it um, because the advantage is certainly in the player's court on that one. Other than that, though, I don't really know of, of what, what's likely to happen in the summer. I know what I want right now. Ugarte, Alexis McAllister and Barella would be my own preference for the, the trio that I'd like to come in. What do I think is more likely? Probably the first two and then... I think Gravenberts probably as Gravenberts or Mount are probably more likely than Barella. I'd say probably far more likely than Barella. But for me, I'm liking where this is going. I'm feeling optimistic about it. Um, it still sucks that we don't get Jude, but at least if he's going to Madrid, it's outside the Premier League. We don't really have to worry about him coming back to haunt us in that regard. Uh, but yeah, this is all good news, and it looks like as Paul Joyce, Fabrizio Romano, James Pierce, and many others saying Liverpool want to get this done early um Fabrizio speaking about maybe May June for Alexis McAllister which suggests perhaps before they break for the end of the season you know he's going to go off on his holiday obviously when the season's over um so yeah maybe maybe we try and get this done early doors and again it would I guess be infinitely easier if there was a bio clause in there but one thing I will say is that even before we were strongly linked with Alexis McAllister, there was an understanding that he was going to leave Brighton this summer. You know, we, we mentioned to you guys a couple of weeks ago that his father was even speaking about the fact that he's going to be leaving in the summer. And at that point, we didn't know where to. United have obviously been linked with him, but the momentum certainly has to be with Liverpool Football Club at this moment and that transfer. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say to you guys, I have any inside knowledge on it. I don't, but I'm excited by it. I'm excited by the possibility of it. Um, but the question I have and the question that I want to put to you guys in the comment section is defensively, who's the centre back that you think Liverpool should be looking at? We do need to keep in mind we need some homegrown players. Levi Colwill is somebody who has been mentioned, but I also think Pochettino may want to keep at Chelsea when he comes in. Had a good season with Brighton, came on as a sub today against United. Timber, I don't know enough about to know if he's good enough or not. We'd seen reports that Urien Timber's girlfriend was house shopping in Liverpool. We've also seen him say that there's an agreement with him and Ajax from last summer that he could leave this summer. Manchester United have certainly been linked with that fella as well. Keeping it in Portugal, uh, Inacio from Sporting Lisbon and the kid Silva from Benfica have been mentioned, although not much recently I've seen on Silva, to be honest. Uh, it's thought Liverpool had scouts in Lisbon looking at Inacio and Ugarte recently. Hopefully that is the case. I think that's pretty much it. There's some talk around fullbacks as well. We mentioned the kid to you guys from Ajax, uh, 20 years of age, Dutch international. Name escapes me at this moment in time. But again, I want to know in the comment section from you guys, are you excited about the McAllister links? Do you think Ugarte is a runner? And who would you like to see as that third midfield option for Jurgen Klopp's men to recruit this summer? Yeah, so let us know. We need a right back and move Trent into midfield. Love to you and all. Uh, thank you very much. Kirkers, much love to you as well. Get the Timber brothers in. Brothers? Does he have a brother? Mind blown. Is there two of them? Is is there? I didn't know that. Uh, Indica is a no-brainer. Again, you would think so, but going back to Neil Jones, I think he said 
when he inquired about Liverpool's interest in Indica, it was um, no interest. Craig McAllister is amazing, complete midfielder. Well, yeah, Taron Thiago. And, and just think of the amazing job that I did distracting the Liverpool fan base with Jude Bellingham whilst I allowed the club to go about their business of of making sure McAllister, the real target, was uh, was free to come to Liverpool. You know, I mean, I, I won't get the credit I deserve for that distraction, but... Oh, wait, I'm, I'm joking, I'm heartbroken, but still, yeah, I agree. McAllister looks top-notch. And he had a great game today, and he scored a peno. So, yeah, I'm all in. I'm all in for McAllister. One plays for Ajax, one plays for Feyenoord. Wow, mind blown. Didn't know that. Yuri and Timber, you better move. You better run. We need that song, don't we? The question is, right, if Neil Jones is correct... And Neil Jones's belief that Liverpool are looking to to do the shopping, for want of a better phrase, in in the Premier League, where's the central defensive midfielder going to come from? Because there's none that I can think of watching around the Premier League that stands out to me as a very good uh, nailed-on fit for Liverpool. So what says you, chat? Who should we be looking at? Or do you think maybe Ugarte is the one? Because I want to think Ugarte is the one. Kante on a free, or has he signed a new deal? So I don't know about Kante. I've seen Kante linked with a new deal at Chelsea. I've seen him linked with a move to Barcelona. And the truth is, I don't know which one he's done. Scotty said Polina, the Fulham guy. Um, He's 27 though, Scotty, isn't he? 27. Declan Rice would be great. Like, Declan Rice would be great, but there's no way we're spending... The money it'll probably cost to get Declan Rice out of West Ham, especially if we wouldn't spend it for um the poor man's Alexis McAllister. And Caicedo, yeah, he would be too much. It's important when we talk about Caicedo to remember Brighton turned down seventy million, and he has since signed a new deal. So, yeah, probably um probably be north of seventy million for Caicedo, um and and I'm going to say this. I don't think he's worth the money. Yeah, I'm going to come out and say it. I don't think Caicedo's worth 70 to 80 million pounds. I don't. Why don't we just keep Icecic and have Fabinho's rotation player? Um, Well, we are, and we will. So, but I think, I don't know. I don't know if, if Icecic is seen as a six long-term by Klopp. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say he is or isn't, but I'm almost, I'm very confident I remember reading an article with a quote from Klopp that spoke about the fact that he can do either or he could be, he could be a hybrid of, of either. Like, I don't want them pigeonholed into being a six, you know, because he can, as we can see, he can get into the box and score. James Ward-Prowse, for the love of God, no, no, just no. Please, no. Uh, no. I can't be the only one who doesn't think James Ward-Prowse is good enough. If Trent keeps his new role, would Gomez play right back? Or could Gomez play right back? So, weirdly, yes, of course he could. Um, But weirdly, like, Canade and Gomez can both play that right centre-back position to cover across. And, of course, Gomez can play at right back. Um. 
have to keep Connor Bradley and Calvin Ramsey in mind as well when we're speaking about the right hand side for the future and one of them probably going to go on loan again maybe even two of them next season James Ward-Prowse is good on free kicks yeah but I don't want to sign a player just because they can take free kicks um Trent can take free kicks you know Alexis can probably take free kicks I believe that Costas doesn't fit into our new system and yesterday showed that. I agree. I agree, Mike. And I was very disappointed yesterday in Costas. I feel like he could have um he could have taken his opportunity yesterday to put pressure on Robbo, but I think uh, he didn't. Now I wanna just have a quick few minutes conversation about the search for the sporting director or whatever way you want to word that position. I think this role is more important to a football club than many people give it credit for. If you get your sporting director right, it can be as important as your manager. I mean, to me, in modern football, the sporting director role is one of, if not the most important roles in a football club because he ties everything together. He recruits or liaises with your manager. He looks at the scouting system. He looks at bringing players in. Obviously, he's a conduit as well between manager or the upper echelons of the club and the coaching staff. And we've been very blessed to have Edwards and Ward doing that job since uh, Kloppo's come in. But the fact that it's been so quiet around the search for a sporting director, particularly around concrete interest in who could come in and take the role makes me nervous because it's really, 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 really important we get it right. One of the, you know, in modern football, the days of like an Alex Ferguson or an Arsene Wenger having all this control over everything is gone. You need to have, you need to have a good sporting director. Um, So if we get that right, I think we can be optimistic, but let's wait and see. And there's a, there was a really good piece actually on sporting director roles um, in the Athletic worth uh, worth a read if you if you get a chance. Uh, as just said, I think the sporting director is getting tied up behind the scenes, typical FSG style. Well, yeah, look, it's a very um, pivotal role in the club. Like it really, 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 really is for me. It's it's the next it's the second most important role after the manager in the football club, in my opinion. Because the sporting director is there to to set the football philosophy for the club, to make sure that any transitions of manager or coaches are seamless. And he's supposed to be the long-term strategic uh, planning of the football club with regards to the philosophy of signings, with the brand of football played throughout the underage teams right through. And of course, with the acquisition of, of managers um, and with somewhat of a, a, a big scope over transfers as well so has anybody seen real strong links to who it could be because i've no idea every time we see a name mentioned be it your man paul mitchell be it the guy from leverkusen or whoever they seem to be poo-pooed very quickly um by the media so like liverpool have ruled out this person liverpool have ruled out that person but i've not seen anyone that liverpool have ruled in 
Uh, question that Mark has put into the poll, is top four back on? Yes, thank you, McAllister. Or no, we can't catch up. Uh, I'm going to vote no, because I don't think we catch up in all honesty. Uh, top four be really difficult going forward because if Newcastle get it this season, they won't drop out. Um, I don't know if I agree with you on that one. So I'm kind of split on Newcastle. I don't know if Eddie Howe's overachieved this season and if that will, like, if they start buying more established players will that will that fuck with the system and the balance if you get me like a lot of what Eddie Howe's been able to do there was being a really good work ethic really honest players really you know really good vibe that he's built at the club it's not been about going out there and making you know incredibly big money signings like it's just he's done it right and he's done it maybe too quickly so i don't know i don't know if no if newcastle will be nailed on top four from this point onwards it's i think it's too early to say uh united would need to lose to west ham before i'd say it's back on said monkey duffy lfc uh any club could drop out of the top four any season eg arsenal liverpool etc yeah yeah, one one season out of the top four is a blip and understandable and manageable, but anything after, you know, you don't want to be going back-to-back seasons outside of it. Ugarte, Toro, Manasio, um and a HG keeper? What's a HG keeper? What's a HG keeper? I'm confused. I'm, I'm gathering you mean a backup, but a homegrown. Homegrown it must be. Yeah, sorry, homegrown. Uh, I'd say with that, man, you lost your chances increased from around 10% to 15%. I, I Look, I don't think top four is on, but I do want the end of the season to be interesting. So even if there's a wobble from United or Arsenal, it makes it interesting, then let's see. Because remember, we play again on Saturday. Newcastle don't play till Sunday uh, against Arsenal. So technically, we could be within three points of Newcastle, even though they will still have two games in hand. Do we see Liverpool doing anything with Kelleher? Yes, selling him, Scotty. Um, all the indications over the past few months have been that they don't want to stand in his way. So... You know, nobody wants to sell Kelleher. Like, nobody's saying he's not good enough. It's more that he has to... He wants to have a career. And I, I get it. I understand it. You can't wait around for Alisson because, you know, Alisson's probably going to be here four or five years. So I'd hope Liverpool sell him. And yeah, as you said in the chat there, maybe a buyback clause. Lance said, if United lose to Arsenal and they tie another game, we'll be tied with them and get top four and goal difference. I mean, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see how the season ends. It's going to be interesting. Certainly makes it uh, a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be a few weeks ago. So does it mean we bring in a backup keeper? Yes, I think so. I don't think Pitaluga's ready to step into the number two. Um... I'm personally going to hold a little private party in my back garden when Adrian leaves, just because. Um, 
I mean, I've said this before. I love the idea of getting Handanovic, whose contract is up at Inter. I don't know if he'd want to come in and be a number two or not, but I've always um I've always had this weird want to have Handanovic as a backup keeper at Liverpool. So yeah, that that was my one. I've seen some people mention Reina as well, like no, no thank you. No to Pepe Reina. Um, what about the old Barca number two? Forget his name. Uh, I don't know which. Who was Ter Stegen's number two? I don't know who you mean. Honestly, it slipped my mind here, George. I don't know who you mean. Right. Does anybody think Liverpool aren't signing Alexis McAllister at this point? Because Neto, maybe, is it? Um, does anyone think Liverpool aren't signing? Because it, it just feels like there's momentum behind this now. And, you know, when James Pearce puts a pen emoji into the chat on Twitter just to uh, wind us up a little bit, I don't know. I, I feel I feel like there's real legs to this one. Oh, Sillison, is that it? It could be Sillison. Yeah, maybe it could have been Sillison. Remember Arbaloa? Yes, of course. Arbaloa, um, I actually really liked Arbaloa at Liverpool. He's signing. Legs are moving, said Scotty. Hope so, said King's Mano. Reading, Blackpool and Wigan are all relegated. That was to say pen to brighten the emoji. Yeah, but was it? Do you know what I mean, Fitzy? Was it? Because who was taking the pen as well? So I wonder, you know, was it a bit of um, shenanigans from, from Jimmy Pierce? He's signing and I'll be chuffed as long as another two midfielders come with him, said Monkey Duffy LFC. Uh, Pele Star said Ming J Kim, 18 million euro. What? No, he's more than that, mate. Sure, his bio clause, I think if I read correctly on Kim, his bio clause is 60 to a Champions League club and 40 to a Europa League club. That's my recollection of reading up on his bio clause. Um, you said Mateus Oliveira and Guisa. Oh, you're talking about what they signed for. Sorry, mate. I think I've read this wrong. I've read your comment wrong. You're talking about what Napoli paid for these players they brought in. Sorry. Yeah, incredible business. That, that they've done to rebuild that squad after getting rid of the likes of Insignia and Koulibaly and whatnot. Yeah, sorry, I completely didn't get where you were going with that at first. McAllister would give her midfield goals too, said FIFA Addict 1213. Alpha Brian said, would McAllister be a penalty taker? No. No. Um, no, Mo be the penalty taker. You, you know, especially when he's got, when he's got uh, records to be breaking. Is top four on then? I don't think it is. You know, I'm not that optimistic for top four, but others are uh, a little bit so. Um, do you know, I, don't, I, I think we can win our remaining games. I think the game we have at the weekend is probably going to be our toughest one because I'm always nervous against Brentford because um, they always come to play and they always make a physical. And I don't mean dirty physical. I mean, they just play... Um, a very physical brand of football, high energy. So I'm not expecting it to be easy at all on Saturday. But we've got five in a row. 
six in a row now. Is it is it five or six in a row we've won? Six after last night, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Is it six or five? So we could end the season perfect. Um. Yeah. I wonder will that Arsenal game come back to haunt us? You know, the fact that we nearly won at the end. I wonder if we had have won that, would it maybe have uh, given a little bit more optimism to this. So we're six unbeaten now. But are we five wins in a row? Because we drew at Arsenal, didn't we? Hmm. Be nice to finish the season 10 unbeaten, wouldn't it? That would be very nice. We're always shocking against Brentford. Yeah, they um they love to create those overloads on Trent's back post. Love that. They love those deep balls to the back post or corners where they have two or three men there. Ryan said, I think the Bournemouth one is the sickener. Yeah, like how the fuck do you beat United 7-0 and go lose 1-0 to Bournemouth? You, you know, that's um, seven unbeaten, the chat are saying, because we drew with Chelsea. Yeah, how do you go beat United 7-0 and go lose to, to Bournemouth? I mean, make that make sense. Jones has to be the first name on the team sheet. Agreed. Own. I, I recorded my preview um earlier on this evening for the Brentford game. And yeah, usually when I get to midfield, I say the same thing every week. This is where we all start to disagree. But it was very easy this week. Fabinho, Jones, Henderson. That, that has to be the three. Um, It's so annoying, them two penalties. Yeah. Look, I think again that that Bournemouth game's the one. That that's the one that that and the Forest game will probably be the two this season that I'll look back at and think they're they're absolute wasted points. You can't go from beating United seven 0 and then lose to Bournemouth, who you've already trounced by nine. Can we get Chris on a stream again? Uh, Dripkey has his own channel, so you can check out Mr. Stonage's uh, channel and catch Chris whenever you need to. Um, yeah, and I checked in with him last week. He's enjoying having his channel. I checked in with Jack Gill today as well, actually. We didn't deserve to win those games. I know, but you, I mean, just, you know, going from the highs of that 7-0 win to going and losing 1-0 at Bournemouth, like, or against Bournemouth, it doesn't make sense. Sabrina, how was he? Tonsillitis. He actually was sitting there and says to the doctor, Yeah, I personally think it's tonsillitis. <laughs> so did you give him that? Yeah, he was already given uh, an oral antibiotic and a nerve replacement. Cool. So, yeah. Weird. He doesn't, his travel, he doesn't feel his travelling, but I watched him flying there. Okay, oh. Well, at least he's giving them something, so hopefully it, it calms down. Okay, we'll get one then. I don't mind. Um, whatever you think. Sorry, he's finished. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, how's Jack doing? He's good. He's good. He said to me that he's uh he's wor he's got a full time job working from home now, which is great. Uh, Jack said Shaw looks defeated in his post-match. They could be done, you know. Hopefully, Jack. Hopefully. I mean, what a glorious way to lose that game for United with a late penalty like that. What happened on March the 5th? 
when there was a match at Anfield. I think, working off memory, we banged seven past the Manx. Seven, seven. yeah, seven. Seven, seven. Is it just me or is there a, a whole generation of kids now who are forever getting tonsillitis? Because when I was a kid, I got tonsillitis and then I got my tonsils whipped out really quickly. Like, I think I had my tonsils out when I was six. Um, But I, I know loads of kids now who are getting bouts of tonsillitis over and over again. And, and they seem very reluctant to uh, to take them out these days. Yes, he's doing okay. Thank you, Cam. Uh, just tonsillitis. So, you know, through antibiotics and um, hopefully it'll settle down. Adzer said, yeah, I'm part of it and I'm 22, nearly 23. Uh, Scotty hasn't had it, which is good. Do I vape? Um, nope. Nope. I used to, uh, I mean, I don't touch tobacco products at all, mate, but uh, I used to vape for my um, herbal pleasure. But uh, I've gone back to, to an, L, an L pipe. Imagine the scenes if Liverpool take United's top four spot after all this time of being laughed at. I, I mean, yeah, it would be uh, fun, let's just say. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm fair Mick, if I'm not mistaken, I don't have Mick still in the chat, but Mick's grandson also just have tonsillitis. Is it legal in Ireland? What, weed? No. No, it's not. Should be. Hopefully will be at some point, but no, it isn't. Uh, is this better for us or not as in the top four chance? Oh, yes, better for us, mate. 100%. That's the result we wanted today. Worst Liverpool team, only four points behind the Messiah Ten Hag. Yeah, I mean... We just left it a bit too late. That's the... That's going to be the torturing part of this, is that we put the run together at the end of the season, but we've left it a bit too late. Hmm. Bit frustrating, but there we are. Right, so again, on the transfer stuff, um, I want to draw your attention to what LFC Transfer Room have been saying about this one particular gentleman who was spot on around the Darwin stuff. And his Twitter handle is at B for Bravo underscore K-U-C-H-M-A-N. So at B underscore Cookman. Uh, Transfer Room said he broke the Darwin Nunes story a long time ago. Nobody believed him at the time. Everything he came out with ended up being on point. Um, then they speak about his actual post that says, Zugarthi is the OK from the backroom team. Uh, at Sporting over a move to Liverpool, but it's now down to Liverpool and the negotiations with Sporting. Ugarte loved to play for Liverpool, um, but the negotiations won't depend on him. It'll be between Liverpool and Sporting. Now, he does have a buyout clause of €60 million. Euro. Um, I just wonder... I, I can't see Liverpool paying the buyout clause. I think we try to negotiate a structured way of paying it rather than paying the €60 million. So let's see what happens there. Uh, Mark gifting a tier one sub to Monkey Duffy LFC. Very kind of you, Mark. Um, top man, appreciate it. Not only is he the mod extraordinary, he's also gifted 82 in total. Thank you, Mark. Uh, as I said, cannabis should be legal for people with cancer and who suffer from serious anxiety issues. It should just be legal, full stop, mate. For me, regulated, taxed and legal. Um, 
crazy to think Mo likely bagged 20 goals this season in the Prem and is still considered to be having a poor season. I guess that's that's testament to himself, though, isn't it? To his own um, incredibly high standards and his incredibly um, successful time at Liverpool, mate. You know, uh, we do need to realise we are watching a modern great. We are watching somebody who we'll look back on, tell our kids and grandkids about in years to come. And, you know, even especially myself, I need to you know, stop taking them for granted as much and uh, realise that we we do have someone incredibly special. Haaland, 35 goals. Yeah, I mean, what do you say about that man's first season in the Premier League? Incredible numbers. George said, uh, Craig, it actually isn't that mad of an idea getting top four because Newcastle have Brighton and Arsenal and United just have to draw two games. I mean, maybe I'll believe a little bit more, George, once... Like, let's say Newcastle lose to Arsenal at the weekend and United draw with West Ham or something. Maybe, maybe then I start to believe a little bit. Maybe I start to get a bit more optimistic. I'm playing hard to get at the minute. That That's it. I'm playing hard to get. Yeah, because I, I feel like if I start to believe it now, if I start to actually think it's possible... What could end up being an end of the season I'm happy with will end up being an end of the season I'm, I feel disappointed with. So, uh, the announcement tomorrow is the new kit, mate. It's the new kit. The uh, pre-release of, of next season's kit will be what tomorrow's announcement is. Uh, do you think Carvalho will be the model in the LFC store? He usually is. Yeah, he usually is. You usually get um, a bit of Allison, a um, bit of Trent, Bit of Fabio Carvalho, bit of Elliot, sometimes a bit of CJ as well. Not an inch of false hope in my mind. Yeah, that's it. I don't want to. I don't want to be hurt again because this season, right? It's been a weird one, um, one to forget pretty much. So yeah, I don't. I don't want to end it with a negative connotation because we've done well at the end of the season now. So. I'd rather, uh, I'd rather at least go right. Well, look, we comfortably finished fifth, and that was the best I'd hoped for. So yeah, I'm gonna finish the season with a positive thought process rather than fuck. We just missed out on it, and nah, don't want to feel that way. I hope the lettering and numbers on the new kit look nice. What I will say is, every year I see the Liverpool font, you know, the one that you get from the club, not the Premier League font. It's usually brilliant. It's always um, it's always better for me that font. I've all, and this season's one was particularly good. See, it's gone up by a fiver. What has? What's gone up by a fiver? The key. Um, I I I think that's what you're talking about, or the letters. I don't know. That mark is very interesting, isn't it? You know, is there a bio clause? Or is, is there a bio number in Alexis McAllister's deal? Because as you said there, what well, Paul Joyce has said that everyone's refusing to acknowledge it, whether there is or isn't one in there. Be nice to be nice to figure out if there was, right? Because imagine he had a bio clause of 40, let's say. You know, that would be... You'd be getting one hell of a player there for 40 million quid. Again, just pull that number out of my ass. 
the Premier League lettering and number is meh. It is. Never liked it, Mike. Never liked it. Yeah, United loss is always a good day. I'm with you on that one. Right, we're going to stay on for 12 more minutes. 12 minutes. So, any questions, any comments, anything you want to chat about, whack it into the chat there. Um, Yeah, we're going to stay on for 12 more minutes. And then tomorrow, we should be back for a new show tomorrow night, I think. Let me check the schedule. Yeah, new show tomorrow night, half past eight. Obviously, Saturday, watch along for the Brentford game. And Sunday, no content because I'm in London. Some fireworks going off in Naples tonight. Yeah, well, look, they've won the Scudetto, so you would imagine a big party in Naples. Seven million, Alpha Brand, if I remember correctly. Um, I remember somebody posted a Moby Hake tweet when Brighton were signing McAllister. I think it was seven million pound from Argentinos Juniors or something like that, if my memory is correct. It's your birthday today. Happy birthday. It's my daughter's birthday in an hour and 12 minutes. That Rashford situation against City will haunt me for the rest of my life if it decides top four, says Victor. Did you say seven? Seven million, yes. We'll tell it and everyone. Seven million. Seven of the human millions. Do you know, that's some spot for Moby Hake as well, actually, on Twitter, because to be shouting about that kid, like he said at the time, could be an unbelievable bargain. Um, certainly knows his onions, doesn't he? That's uh, that's a good show. Monkey Duffy LFC said, not sure I'd want Caicedo. He's very open about Madrid being his dream club. I, was, I mean, he wanted Arsenal in January, so... Moby has some good talent ID, can't lie. He does. He, he's, you know, I've, I don't know the man. I've never interacted with him on Twitter, but I've always admired his account. Certainly a very, very uh, worthwhile follow for anybody who's on Twitter. If, um, if you're looking for a good football content, I, I think he's definitely somebody you should be looking at. Also, Andrew Beasley, of course, which is based in red. Um, Paul Tompkins, always brilliant for, for these type of things as well. Paul, like the Tompkins Times is is a great site as well. If, you, if you're into your highbrow, statistically driven, really, really high-end football content, yeah, you're not going to get much better than the Tompkins Times. What time will the kickoff be starting on Sunday? Um, well, they usually start half an hour before the game, if I'm not mistaken, Scotty, so... I think it's a half four game, isn't it? Or a four o'clock game on Sunday. So yeah, half an hour before. I should probably know what time I need to be there for. But yeah, I can't remember. Whatever the kickoff time is, half an hour before that is when the show will go live for the kickoff. Ugarte is a weird one after Neil Jones stuff earlier. Yeah, but you gotta be you gotta look at the exact wording of what Neil Jones said. So he didn't say, he didn't rule it out. He just said, Ugarte and Luis are not Liverpool's primary targets this summer. The club are focusing on recruiting from within the Premier League. So he didn't rule it out entirely. He was just, you know, talking about the club maybe looking to do more of their business from, you know, players who have history or experience in the Prem. But... I'm now fascinated over this potential 
buy out clause um, or not in McAllister's deal. Because I'd love to know what, what the number is that's going to get him out of Brighton. But whatever it is, he seems worth it. Like, if it's 50, 60, he looks like a very well-rounded midfield player. Um, Yeah. Where am I going? When? On Sunday? I, I don't know what you, what's the question, George. Where am I going? Uh, to London to for the kickoff on Sunday. Um, yeah, on the show for the Newcastle-Arsenal game. Um, yeah, Connor's coming over as well. I'm going to introduce Connor to the lads, which would be nice for him to finally get to meet True Jordy and the rest of the lads. But yeah. And um, I think this might be the last one before the end of the season that I'll be over for, I should say, I think. And then, obviously, we look towards the next season and um, hopefully we'll be able to give you that little nod in the coming weeks that uh, that'll be next season. There's a few other bits I have lined up for the summer as well, which uh, which I can't wait to announce to you guys as well. And don't forget, most importantly, as you can see on the screen there now, Anfield Agenda Live, the Sugar Club Dublin, August Bank Holiday Weekend. Tickets on sale now from the sugarclub.com. Do check it out. Hope you can come and see us. It'll uh, it'll be a fun night. No, Connor won't be on the show. No, no, no. He will um he'll just be looking at the technical side of it. So he'll be in the control room with the producer and the director. Can you give a shout out to my friend Alex? Alex, how are we, sir? Thank you for watching. Appreciate you. How many days in a week? That would be dig many. I won't make the stream tomorrow. I got a wedding. Enjoy, Scotty. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, mate. Nothing wrong with a, an L wedding. This weekend's a bank holiday weekend for you guys in the UK, right? Because of the uh, coronation. So, hmm. Yeah. That's why the football fixtures have been pushed a little bit later on the Saturday. Have you had a minute silence for Milner? He's not dying, mate. You know, he's not dying. He's uh, he's he's merely moving his um considerable experience onto another club. So yeah, look, we'll uh, we'll certainly have to do um a James Milner appreciation video and stream because he deserves it. Craig, I need new shoes. Nike or Adidas? Oh, I got some new Jordans today, mate. So, um, for shoes, I'd always go with Nike. Clothes, Adidas, but for shoes, Nike. Aren't they playing God Save the King at all the home grounds? I believe there was talk of it, but I can't remember what Liverpool's um, stance on it is, to be honest. I know that there was going to be some conversations about it, but for the life of me, I don't know if it's going to be played or not. I'm seeing sad edits on TikTok. Brings tears to my eyes. Yeah, look, Jimmy Milner deserves all the acclaim he'll get. Um, and a huge thank you from all of us for an incredible time at Liverpool Football Club. You know, we've been blessed to have him. Love the man. Love everything about him. Love how he carries himself. Uh, sets the standards. Yeah. What, what can you say about James Milner that hasn't been said? Oh, Alex is the one that made the PowerPoint. Yes, Alex. 
Yes, Alex, we love that. PowerPoint with my big ugly mug on it. Well played, Alex. Well played, sir. Uh, yes, Hannah, long stream. Three minutes to go. Three minutes to go, and they'll have done three and a half hours. Look at me getting the hours in the bank this month. It'll hit me. It'll hit me next week, though. You know, I'm trying to get the hours in the bank as well because uh, I want to. I want to do Twitch justice. You know, this is our last couple of months with our in our Twitch deal, so I want to. Uh, I want to go out with a bang. How do you not need the toilet? Connor asks me that all the time. I don't know. I can fly from Dublin to Florida and not get up to go to the toilet in the eight and a half hours or whatever it is. Um. Yeah, weird. I don't know, mate. As soon as I stand up, I'll, I'll go. Like, I'll need to go to the toilet when I stand up. But as of right now, I, I don't know. Um, I'm just too stubborn. I think I've taken a break during a stream twice in six years. Once to get tissue because I was bleeding. And I think once... Um, actually, you know what? I think both was to get tissue. I think once I was sneezing and then once... Um, I had a cut in my head or something, so I needed more tissue for that. But I don't think I've ever had to go for toilet breaks. Uh, yes, we've just ticked on to 33,800 followers here on Twitch. So before we finish up tonight, if you haven't hit the follow button, please do. I've uh, seen a couple of people um, say that they picked up tickets actually yesterday for the show. Thank you for those people who got them. Appreciate you. There are still tickets left because, of course, it's only little old me, so it ain't going to sell out. Do you think Pajetic will have a nailed on starting place next season? No, I don't. Um, and I don't mean that in a an undermining way. I mean, like, I don't want the pressure on him to, for people to think that he's he has to play every game next season. I think, look, do you know what? I think the Europa League will probably be amazing uh, for his development. It'll give him a chance to play more games in Europe, um, in different, I guess, different levels um, against different opposition. So, yeah, I think it'll be brilliant. What's the capacity for the live show? Uh, 200. Yeah, it's 200. Um, or, yeah, in and around 200. I need a toilet every hour and a half. Uh, and weirdly, when I'm sitting here at night, I'll probably do pop up to the toilet every couple of hours when I'm watching TV. But And yes, it will sell out. Um, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. I don't even know what the numbers are at the minute, to be honest with you. I'd seen Goldbridge announced the uh, a Vicar Street show, which is fair play to him. That's about 1,200. So that'll be, that'll be, an, that'll be an amazing buzz that on stage in front of 1,200 people in Dublin. That'd be class. That's, that's hopefully the, the uh, dream for the future. The Europa League completing Klopp's trophy set in Dublin is written in the stars. It feels like it. It feels like it. I, I'm already weirdly planning around the Europa League final next year. Um, I said to Connor yesterday, what are we going to do? What are we going to do around the Europa League final? Because we are winning it. It is in Dublin. So what are we going to do? Because we have to do something big. It's in our city. Well, sorry, my city. Connor's a cold sheep. And ended up in coppers to celebrate. Well, we're not guards or nurses, as are so. You know, Copperface Jacks is only for for uh, guards and nurses, you know, and, and obviously the culties who come up to Dublin. 
book the hotel. Don't need a hotel, Douglas. Don't need a hotel. I'm lucky in that regard, you know. Plenty of uh, plenty of rooms around the family I can sleep in if I need a if I need something for the the Europa League final. You know, I'll just sleep in the mother-in-laws. Right, we've done the three and a half hours. I'm gonna say good night to you, crazy bastards. I'll um be back tomorrow at half past eight for another new show don't forget to check out the preview which will be going up tomorrow morning i think uh there is a news video up tonight as well on youtube around McAllister and stuff like that so uh please do go and check that one out and um yeah don't forget watch along on saturday for the brentford game no content on sunday because i'm in london for the kickoff and yeah much love to you all thank you to everyone that joined us tonight who hit the follow button um yeah much love i will chat to you people tomorrow take care bye bye ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>